Life isn't about answers, it's about questions. Asking good questions is key to learning. That's a proven fact. And there is no more important question than why Jesus. So get ready as we dive into the conversation together on the next episode of the Why Jesus Podcast. And we are live. That's right. Ryan and John in one screen together. Man, if you guys have a fight in stream, that that would be legit awesome. We can just go right now. Get us a lot of views. Let's go. No, but seriously, (laughs) for all. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You did it. You included the round one fight with the whole. With the animation and everything. I'm sorry, bro, but this is why you're the favorite host. Wow. Wow. All right, guys. Oh, I have better things need, to do today. You need a wow. Uh, I'll be okay. We like, got all first all the sound worst, effects. Second is the best. So all all I'll say is we always know LT will come through when my power goes out, like it did earlier today. So I had That's no a fear. Fact. I had LT no fear. is he may be the second favorite host, but that's just for, you know, these little like round one fight reason type things. As far as being one of the most reliable people I know, I think LT got it. <clears throat> I think right. he's got it. I think he's got it. He's definitely my favorite substitute host. <laughs> Hold up. Daryl's in the chat. Let's find out. He might be hopping on with us. Ooh, oh wow! We, we might be going five. Let's let's oh, find boy. out. I'm I'm throwing this be it a in. first. It's first come first serve. Let's this see gonna, whoever this is going to be. This is going to make history today. Maybe first and last in the chat, and whoever joins joins. The entire That's live stream is just going to crash after this. <laughs> yeah, well, we already we already had that problem. Whatever we do, just just don't do too much <laughs> because we're going to start lagging with the Puerto Rico Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, today, so, let's oh, let's I'm review sorry. what we're going to talk about. And then then while we're waiting for Daryl so that you know what's coming up, because you saw the title, you saw the thumb. But we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. But before we get to a conversation about sharing our faith, the rejection that often comes from sharing our faith, we're first going to have a conversation about a little bit about spiritual gifts. And no, this isn't cessationism versus uh, continuationist. That's not what we're going to talk about. Instead, we're going to talk about healing and not how you think. And then after that, there's a clip that recently came out from Kat Von D. Yes, the Kat Von D that LT now has learned the name to. Uh, Kat Von D is going to be back on the pod. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we could just go round two fight. But no, we're going to be looking at her conversation with Ali Beth Stuckey. And I think she shared some really insightful things in regards to church attendance, in regards to choosing a church and worship and all that kind of stuff. I think it'll be fun. Uh, We're going to see if Daryl hops in as we get going. Let's say hi to some folks in the chat. We see Bible Dingers is here. Welcome. I'm guessing that's not you, Ryan. That is your better half Uh, on the other side. That's probably Nick. I think Nick is just jealous. That's I'm I'm sensing a lot of jealousy here. Uh, I do feel some jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. He says, do you have any idea how many times, how many times what I missed that? 
want to do a video how many with the times two of us. that oh. he asked that ryan and him do a you know well, live he knows. together it's because he's not as cool as john he knows that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> no it's because he's so he's so handsome that if i was to sit next to him on video i would look so ugly oh i'm jealous you should be i'm jealous i'm not next to john either i'm above john it's not the same i want to be in puerto rico <laughs> wow he's above he you john i think that was a power move right above there john. it is a power move yes round right. one fight we're gonna see if daryl actually comes through but as whoa, we whoa, wait for daryl yeah no no fighting no fighting let's let's be nice what's wrong with you so people? as as we're waiting <laughs> As we're waiting for uh, Daryl to come in, we we did some fooding earlier. Uh, took Ryan to some really good Puerto Rican food. Um, he ate. I saw the pictures. Pork belly, pork belly. Uh, you know, so he's he's pretty adventurous. Uh, then we got some wood donuts. I don't know. Have I told you guys about wood donuts? Wood, wood I mean, donuts. Wood. Yes. No, that, oh. that's what he thought. But uh, no, they're just donuts that you have like any toppings that you want on them. He had churro. I had Oreo. You have to do it. Okay, hold on. I, I, I need to, to share exactly what you're talking about because I yeah. need our folks to be able to see these wood donuts. <laughs> you have to do it. I don't want to. <laughs> you have to do it. Please, no. Please, no. <laughs> it is sick how much these people eat, bro. It's sick. It's it's almost sinful. Dude, I want to have a Euro donut now. After seeing that, man. Oh, oh! Now it's just the two most important people. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll put it back. I'll put it. What back. happened? Oh man. <sighs> okay. You well, need one. So is anyone else joining us or not? I don't know. We're going to get started. And if Daryl shows up, okay. he shows up. We'll see what happens. So let, let's hop back over here where we just were so that we know we're in the right spot. So let's talk about this video. We're going to pull open the scripture that he's referencing because I think it's important for, I, and I've said this before, I'm a cessationist. The rest of you guys, I'm pretty sure, are continuationists. No, Ryan, you and I are on the same page. Okay, so it's... Okay, so we got two out, two out of here cessationists. I mean, based can... on the last conversation I, we had, I'm not even entirely sure what I am anymore. <laughs> yes, this is what I no, want to hear. My, my world has been rocked. Next is baptism. I'm, I'm going to get you all. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, be a hard wait, sale. wait. Here he is. Oh. Here he is. Let's go. Let's go. Here, oh, he's here. Another cessationist. There's, a, there's oh, the no. Daryl. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Was good. A new world record on the Why Jesus Network podcast. Daryl, hang popping in. That's five of us. How more? How many more? I don't have we any almost, more that live here. We almost so. have. We almost have the same amount of speakers as people watching. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we don't have seven likes and seven of you are watching. Come Ooh. on now. Come on now. Um, don't don't make womp, me. Fine. Yeah, I will. I will hit those likes. But so we're going to be watching this video and having a conversation 
about healing and spiritual gifts, but more so from this perspective, I think it's it's helpful to show things that continuationists and cessationists can actually probably both agree on because we're not here to debate the spiritual gifts right now. That's not our goal. Instead, let's take a look at this clip and uh, I think we're all going to agree or maybe not. Maybe we won't agree and it'll be fun. Every believer is equipped to heal the sick. Jesus said these signs will follow them that believe in my name. The list begins with they will cast out demons. It ends with they'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So it's all of the sicknesses and all the plagues and all the diseases that are mentioned and all the sicknesses and all the diseases and all the plagues that are not mentioned. So that's just all of them. You're redeemed. Healing belongs to you. Does not matter what it is, you're covered. The cross, he became a curse. See, he is the only one who perfectly fulfilled the law. He would destroy the works of the devil. Not just sin, but sickness and disease and bondage and addiction. Jesus set us free from all of those. And healing is an important part of the kingdom of God. So I do want to point out that I did not cut that up. They cut that up. I got to put Daryl in here. Uh, they cut that up. And uh, so that is not me choosing what to take out of his sermon. Instead, that is exactly what it should look like based on the social media as I blab to get uh, Daryl in here. Why is he not in here? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I feel like I feel like there was something missing. Like like he should have kept going to like bring it bring it back to to actually be biblical. Like I was just waiting yeah. for him to like gotcha, you know? Like I was just I was waiting <laughs> for it. I like how he used the terminology you're covered as if it's sort of like mm. a health insurance policy. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't that weird? It was. Oh no, that's not what I wanted to do. Maybe I'm not <laughs> the best host. Oh, hey, I'm I'm not the best host. Um, <laughs> I think this is slow. Jeremy's slowly falling apart. No, you guys keep yeah, talking. I gotta get. I gotta get. Uh, falling Mr. apart at the seams. D King um, in here. What's it? I always find it funny when somebody with glasses is talking about healing. You know, especially the kind of healing that they're claiming. Yeah, uh, because all right. So if oh, oh there he is, just uh, LT. There you go. There we go. There you go. All right. I had to for a moment after he gave me the dig. I had to for a moment. LT, you look different. I'm over here like trying to make a good solid point, and this, this is just LT I quit. Just yeah. I, quit. I mean, in the yeah, top no, left corner, you have ask us a question now, so that's nice. I'm sorry, I couldn't I type fast say. enough for you. <clears throat> It's it's, it's okay. a wild one. It's a wild one tonight. Folks. All the audio listeners like, we're just, we're just lost. <laughs> this is what totally happens forgot. when I spend extra time to set it up to look away, and then Daryl's like, "I want to join." I'm like, "Yes, get in." No, John, you were you were talking about the guy with glasses. Oh yes, so I got you because of the the type of healing that uh, that they're claiming, you know everything can be healed and it, it's your right essentially 
and you're wearing glasses. So what you're saying is that all those other diseases, all of them, minus poor eyesight, those are all covered. But, you know, poor eyesight, not it's not covered. Jesus' sacrifice was not enough to cover all healing plus yeah. poor eyesight. Well, here, here's the other thing. I'm going to read the verse. Tell me what he didn't say. Here we are. Yeah, I know. They always He's, skip over it. Is it Mark? And now, now hold on. I gotta put. I gotta put Daryl. Yeah, you want to read that that Mark while I put Daryl in here? We can't read anything. It's oh, too it's too small. tiny. We'll make it bigger. What, what, what verse? We're at. Uh, we're starting at verse sixteen. Yeah, it's Mark sixteen. It's the yeah, the extra. Yeah, it's not. That's not how it ends. Like he said. No, whoever it was said, whoever in believes in his baptized. Yeah, you got it. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, someone say these signs. These signs. These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. And they will cast out demons. And they will speak in new tongues. And, and what else? Pick up serpents with their hands. That look like a will. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Come on, church. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So pause there. So he started with, and he said, it starts with and ends with. So he didn't, he didn't lie, but he definitely, definitely, he didn't, he definitely omitted. And not only that, if you roll back to the beginning of this, um, whoever believes and it, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those, all of those, some of those. It doesn't say specifically in the text. It just says it will accompany those who believe. So it doesn't necessarily mean that all of these signs that are about to be mentioned, you can't read it from this text to say that every believer will do every one of these signs. But that's what he's but saying. Yeah, that that's what not only he says, but anyone who follows the similar uh, teaching pattern, they always like to skip over that and then they hyper-focus on, and depending on which type of quote-unquote ministry it is, they'll either hyper-focus on casting out demons, which we see going crazy right now, uh, or they'll hyper-focus on healing, or they'll hyper-focus on speaking in tongues, and if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved because these signs will follow those mm -hmm. who are saved. Mm -hmm. But they always accept a few crazy people in the South, they always skip over the handling serpents. And I even think the crazy people in the South skip over the drinking poison because there's an if before that one. Yep. But so yep. you can kind of like wiggle around it, but there's no if in front of the handle serpents. There's a they will handle mm -hmm. serpents. And you could try to allegorize that if you want to but then you'd have to allegorize everything that comes before it. So there's just, there's no way around it if you want to be consistent with, uh, with the text. Well, and, and this is exactly what Bill Johnson does in, at Bethel when um, this is taken to the extreme. And I think that whether or not we believe that the sign gifts have ceased or not, we can all look at this and go, this, this is not sound biblical teaching. It just is not. And unfortunately, when this happens, people are led to believe they can go do this and then they can't. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Right. 
You guys can hate me if you want, but I'm in the camp that believes that these verses probably aren't in the actual Bible. Yeah, I, I think it's we could have a conversation around that too. But yeah, that's a that's a whole nother ballpark. Um, what do what do you think about yeah. the Samaritan woman? Same thing. Uh, I think it's probably not, but it is reiterated in another book. So mm -hmm. I'm 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 cool with that one. That one I'll give it like a B plus. But I would say this one gets like a D minus. It just doesn't it, flow. Yeah. It feels tacked on. That's for sure. Um, it's like a, like a post-it. They just like, like, oh, hold on real quick. And just posted it. And even if, so, so that's possible. But for right now, even if it isn't, and it is part of everything, the way this guy handled it is completely off. And so the problem ends up being... Here, here's here's my frustration um, that I've said this a few times. My frustration with the cessationist continuationist argument is that then oftentimes cessationists will just deal with arguments like what that guy brought up right. as like that's continuationist. But yet sitting here, we would all look at what that guy has said and, and go, no, that I I don't think that that's what scripture teaches. And now this is why LT is having somewhat of a crisis of going, well, I don't know what I am now. But I think that I mean, that's how, how uh, do you oh, go ahead, John. I was just going to say that I think that that's a, a healthy place to be yeah. um, in in a, uh, on a topic like this and where people on both sides of it, if you're a continuationist or if you're a cessationist. And what's interesting is I feel like uh, many of the continuationists are closer to cessationists than uh, than they realize, uh, myself included. Um, but we can both look at this and be like, look, we may disagree on this stuff, but we can agree that that's way off over there. And I mm -hmm. think that that's what we need to be combating the most. Like there's things you will not catch me arguing about. And this is, you know, cessationism versus um, continuationism. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not because I don't find the topic interesting. It's not because I don't think it's important. Um, it's just, it's not something that seems like it can be discussed in the public arena without people losing their minds. And I'm not, I'm just not going to sow discord in doing so. Unless you're the Bible dingers and you host a really good conversation between yeah. Jim Osman and Dr. Michael Brown, which you totally should go check out over on the Bible dingers podcast, YouTube channel. Um, just click on Bible dingers in the chat. Cause Nick's here and you can go check that out. So yeah, yeah, thanks for that shout out, bro. Sewing Discord is definitely what we do best. <laughs> I don't think it was a discorded conversation. I thought it was a very helpful conversation. Is discorded um, yeah. the right word there, or is it discordious? Dis discourteous. I discourteous. No <laughs> 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 and any other any other thoughts on this passage or this argument? I. I think Romans 12 is another place you could go, even if you didn't want to dispel, because he, he gave this idea or this perspective that somehow everyone gets this spiritual gift. And Paul's pretty clear in Romans 6 or 12, 6, saying, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. And he gives a list of these different gifts and... He's not assuming that everyone has the gift of prophecy or the gift of propitiation to our faith or serving or teaching or um, exhorting. Like he goes through this list. He never once says everyone has it. So 
that's a whole other aspect of this that I think gets blown up. I also feel little... like I also feel like we have to if if you're when you fall into that sort of a camp, I feel like you have to ignore every passage that deals with suffering um, in light of how it can benefit us or how uh, the saints suffered, how even mm. prophets suffered, how Paul yeah. suffered um, from his illnesses and things. Like, I feel like you really have to ignore a lot of examples of, you know, the Bible mm-hmm. heroes, if you will, suffering and the passages about how, you know, we're going to suffer and we're going to be sick and we're going to die. Like, I just feel like you have to ignore so much just to have that sort of philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is a point that uh, Jim Osmond kept making during the argument. And while it's it can be invalid at, at some times, because I think that cessationists can be a little bit over dismissive at, at on occasion. Sure. Um, all that this pastor would have to do is walk into a hospital and heal somebody, and then the case would be closed. Yeah, but I if don't you, think that's going to happen. I was gonna say, if you go in the extreme side of charismatic theology, where you believe that no matter what, as long as you have enough faith, anything will happen, absolutely hands down, no matter what, like it's guaranteed to happen. Then, yeah, like those type of examples always sort of they always just crush that argument because people aren't doing that. Um, right. So, yeah, like if you're on the extreme end, that argument always works because it just crushes it. Well, in most cases, here here's the real issue that happens when we get to one of the extremes, whether it's the extreme fundamentalism on one side or extreme charismania on the other. Usually, once you get to one of those places and you have an issue or a problem or you see the falseness in those, you leave the faith. That's yeah. usually the ticket out. Once you're on the extreme, you normally don't swing back to the middle because you get so hurt and broken by being told that you didn't have enough faith so you weren't healed or you're so crushed by the weight of fundamentalism and the arguing over everything that you just can't see a way that this even is true. Usually once you get to one of those extremes, unfortunately the result is unbelief, not coming back to a healthy center. Or at the very least it requires a closed minded approach to everything where you can't ever take criticism or input and you become a, uh, blabbing fool who doesn't listen to anyone <laughs> yeah. any thoughts up there daryl looked like you had a few moments you wanted to say something yeah no no i'm just i'm just thinking like there, there's so many charges like that where how, how do you how do you minister to someone in a storm in in suffering in pain in uh sickness on a deathbed and then you, you're you're saying as the as the pastor as the speaker of that church, no, that that is yours on demand. Like if it's really yours on demand, then you're going back to what LT said. Oh, it's the lack of faith. You, you're not having not enough faith. But this person really wants to get well. Like they're really like trusting in God to heal them, hmm. and they're not healed. Uh, and then obviously going back to what Pastor Jeremy said, like it, it will strongly discourage someone that, oh, I'm not, I'm not healed. This mm-hmm. stuff is not, is not real. Um, so it, like, 
like the word says, the Holy Spirit gives these gifts. We, we're, we're, these gifts are not in demand, you know, um, that the statement of, yeah, we can go into hospitals and, and heal everybody. Like if you, if, when, when, and I'm sure he probably still does, when Benny Hinn does the crusades, like they literally get people in the historia, but there's still people, Justin Peters, I'm sure, like there's still people that's not healed in their, in their, those crusade type things. And it's just like, it, it really puts a bad taste in people's mouths for the faith, because, you know, if you're really on that extreme and you're not healed, um, but you're promised the gift is yours, you, you, then it just put, it really puts a bad taste in your mouth. And then you, I can, I um, mean, I, no. I can really testify that to in my own sort of personal experience because there was a time in my life where I was running around a little bit more with people more on that side of things. Um, not exactly to that extreme extreme, but you know, on the more charismatic side. And I was dealing with a lot of like depression and anxiety and issues like that. And I was constantly told if I prayed with enough faith and you know, if I just, you know, like this idea that it will all go away. And like, you just kind of expect it, like, you're just like hoping that you can pray and it'll just go away. You wake up the next day and it wouldn't, and it didn't for months. And people kept praying over me and I kept praying saying like, you know, if you just have enough faith, we just keep doing this, you know, we, out, we speak against these things and it'll happen, but it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen overnight at least. Um, and it actually took people walking with me, took people following up with me, took relationship with me to actually help me get out of that, that time in my life and the people who were walking with me and who actually took the time to follow up with me weren't the charismatics like they 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 were they were my friends or my uh pastors or people in my life who didn't fall into that camp um Mm -hmm. rather they they uh they were just following the command of the lord to walk with those who are suffering and um to bear each other's burdens so it was just yeah i mean i know from my own personal experience that actually put a sour taste in my mouth and I felt pretty, pretty salty, not going to lie. But, you know, there, there is a promise that we have as believers, wherever we fall on, on the, the eschatology uh, stand, like there's one day that this earth will be made new. There's one day mm-hmm. that saints will receive glorified bodies. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day um, where, where there's, there's no more sin. There's no more temptation. There's no more weeping. Uh, there may be weeping for joy, but there's there's no more sadness and, and tragedy. Um, and we will receive new bodies. There will be no more depression, no more anxiety, um, no more sickness. Like that day is coming. So, you know, we can look forward to that day in hope, in assured hope, because Christ resurrected from the dead. So, um, Amen. but we still have to suffer now. Um, but like LT said, that's what that's what the body of Christ is for to walk, walk us through it. Um, and, and to help us to, to, to gain strength through the struggle, you know? So, yeah. So, you know, you know, what else gives me a very sour taste in my mouth is when Christians take a stance or perspective on something they don't need to be commenting on. And that puts Mm. us into our next conversation where we've talked a little bit about this. We've talked a little bit about Kat Von D and the uh, experience that she had with Christians coming uh, across her baptism video and commenting under that. 
Recently, she had an interview with Ali Beth Stuckey where she goes into a little bit more detail. And it's actually very interesting because it has a much deeper impact than just her faith. Listen to this mm. clip. Let's react to it. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good conversation. Oh, I'm pulling up the wrong one. I don't want that. Hold on a second. Maybe I, I don't deserve to be uh, second best host. Second Jeremy. best. No, you're right. We're going to, we're, we're, we are fumbling everything here today. Oh, you can see all that. That's fantastic. Tries um, to get fancy, but away. hasn't figured out the fundamentals. That's true. I've, I've dropped the fundamentals. Uh, the the great falling away has happened. <laughs> the great falling away. Well, we'll just wars, rumors here. of wars, and it's, Pastor it's, Jeremy just falling away as the number one host. <laughs> we could get into some some prophecy tonight. That's fine. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I don't want double speed. Only only Daryl can listen on double speed. <laughs> What's going on with you, bro? Uh, what is I going lost, on? I lose power, and I, I'm just looked at things like there's things about um you know uh you know i'm seeking more traditionalism like i don't um like when it comes to my worship this is just for me is like i i want to worship like i don't want to go to a concert i don't want to um i don't like like i dress we, we all dress nice when we go to church that's just our own personal thing like this is a sacred space and like i um like that's how how i do it and i feel like um other other outlets and stuff like just didn't really align with um with what 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 i'm looking for you know yeah. but so so i feel like god just like spit me out in on the doorsteps of the most perfect church for us and we go in there and there's you know it's a very small congregation it's it's a lot of old people and um they my parents were always late as as a kid so i have anxiety about being late i do not like being late and so i was like all right well i got there too early and they were, we interrupted their prayer circle and these people just stood up and embraced us and um they were just they, they didn't really care about who people think we are you know they were just like oh yeah you're the lady that bought the house down the street and we've been we've actually been praying for you mm -hmm. and like um and so then i was like okay well let's try this this out because it's like you know i want to see if if what, what the pastor's all about pretty much like i, I want to learn about the bible like i don't want like necessarily feel good stories or you know like like I, i'm here to learn and so and then you know pastor brian is like um that's that's what he's all about so so i was like man i can't believe that you know we got lucky and found this place so quickly and we love it and yeah. so my husband responds to that and like you know we um he's he's learning in his in his own you know on his own path in his own way and our you know um so that's been good but then I feel like when we step out of that our that place like that's when it becomes like triggering for him you know yeah. and and so she shared earlier on that podcast uh we're not going to go to that clip but she shared earlier on that podcast how uh, her husband is not yet a believer and she so desires that he would be. And it's been a lot of the comments on Instagram that have made him almost have a vile reaction towards Christians. So what do you think about that clip? What do you think about hearing all of that? Um, reactions, responses, comments. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly, uh, shouts out to Matt. This is salvation. One of our brothers on YG's network uh, shot us shot us this this clip, and uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed her her testimony. Um, and I I pray she runs across our videos or even John's videos on 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 TikTok or 
because she she said she's she's seen some content um so i just pray that she does run across our video or john's videos because you know he's the man like that but um like her her testimony it's it i just pray that god continues to work in her life um and i'm i'm thankful and she she you know we just and she said it in the in the interview we literally just saw the the baptism but like it seems like she's been saved for like two and a half three years now mm-hmm. um from from what it sounds like yeah um, in that earlier in that like, interview she also said right when they moved to indiana the first thing they yeah. wanted to do is find a church so yeah th- there's been stuff going on in her life far longer than that baptism video yeah and it, it sounds like she's she's hungry for the word like you know, she was like, I don't want a concert. She, she said that like a few times. She's like, I don't want a concert. Um, I just yeah. want the word. And she's like, she's she's plugged into a good local church. So um, shameless plug for for John. He has a Bible study for Bible beginners on, on Thursdays. If you are a new believer, please make sure to go check it out. Mm. Um, but like literally like she it's, it's it seems like she's being discipled. Um, it seems like she's being poured into by older women. And she literally just wants the word of God. Um, and I, I, we may have a few more clips from from the from the the interview, so I won't won't go on. But um, but yeah, it's, 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 it was good. So I would say right off the bat, after after hearing that, I would say that every believer, instead of bashing her husband, should be praying for her husband. Um, it's. <laughs> So I, I believe that statistically speaking, and uh, you know, I don't have the numbers right in my head, um, but when a woman comes to faith, it's less likely that her husband will follow. When a man comes to faith, it's more likely that the woman will follow in, into that faith. So we have to be diligently praying. Uh, think about how many people know who they are. Mm-hmm. If all of those people just prayed for her husband to come to faith and maybe commented on his stuff like, Hey brother, praying for you, you know, just, just shot him a bunch of good, positive reinforcement and, you know, opened the doors, so to speak to, Mm -hmm. to him and, and opened conversation to him. And look, he's got, you know, he's Kat Von D's husband. Dude's got a gajillion followers. He's probably not paying attention to a lot, but he's obviously paying attention to enough to notice what Christians have to say about him. And somebody who is, is resistant towards Christianity, we will find the reason. I'm saying we, because that's how I used to be. I was very resistant towards it. We will find a reason not to believe. And we'll use, we won't use logic. We'll use our emotion. Right. So I think that it's a it's a statement on how trash we can be as Christians mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, she's she's going to church. But, you know, what about her husband? All right. But what about her first? OK, you know, and if her husband's not a believer yet, what does that mean? You, you kick her out the kingdom, you know, like, all right, see you later, cat. Your husband's not a believer yet. No. And another thing I want to point out is. Shout out to the pastor and that congregation navigating a sister who 
has a, a husband who is not only not a believer, but hesitant and resistant and comes mm -hmm. from oh, the same world that she came from. And she has a lot of spillover from that world in her own life. Her husband doesn't have spillover. He's still in it. He's supporting his wife, though. So mm -hmm. at least give him credit for supporting his wife in this. There's so many positive things about this that we could be focusing on. And it doesn't mean to ignore the, the negative. It doesn't mean to pretend like it doesn't exist. But let's let's gather around somebody who is seeking and mm -hmm. and also be there for her husband. I know that when I meet believers whose spouse that they were with before they became a believer uh, that they're still with, I'm being extra nice and extra welcoming and extra friendly and extra going out of my way to make sure that this person doesn't feel like I feel that they're not welcome. And I think that we need to do a much better job at that and, and give especially new believers some grace. Well, and the, the other cool thing I she mean, shared, the other, well, one sec, LT, I'll let you go. Other thing she shared just to that point, John, is she shared that her husband has been getting convicted over some of the things he does and says that he's felt less comfortable singing some of the song lyrics of the songs he's written. And like, she's explaining that there's a change in him that's happening yet. He gets on Instagram and sees Christians coming after her. And we can all attest if someone comes after our loved ones or our spouses, man, it's going to be really, your wife. yeah. Yes, and so like he's, yeah. It's just it's wild to hear her share. And he's the, he's going to church with her is what it sounds like. So he's open to this. And yet there's all this negative hate. What were you going to say, LT? Well, I was going to say the first thing that comes to my mind is a passage. I think it's First Corinthians, but I could be wrong, where it talks about how hopefully the spouse can be saved through their spouse. The idea that um, a believer shouldn't divorce from their spouse if they're a non-believer um in the hopes that you know through their um uh, example that they may be saved um and then it goes on to say but if that person chooses to leave you um let them leave you or whatever like but it talks about staying in your marriage with an unbeliever um if you become a christian um in hopes that they may also become a believer through your example and i just don't understand it when you see something like this happen where it seems like someone has true faith i mean no none of us will know for sure only god knows for sure um, but it seems like someone has true faith um, and it seems like their spouse is at least curious um, and has a decent relationship with their with their wife in this case. Um, why not to be supportive and why not to rally around that in prayer and stuff? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it is just odd to me how the Internet can bring out the worst in people. Um, and a lot of times people on the Internet, they just. They assume a lot. They just assume a lot off one little clip. It can be a sicky, yeah. like a fifty-second short, and they assume so much instantaneously. Mm -hmm. that's, that's true. Can I ask a stupid question? And we can pretend like I don't know what's going on. I obviously do, but let's pretend I don't. Um, what exactly are people bashing Kat Von D for? Yeah, great, great question. Um, yeah, so. Uh, because she she's still and you know she said it all in, in in the interview again it's a great interview go watch it um but because she, 
she's still trying to minister. It seems like she's still trying to minister to her, her, her friends and her, her old fans. Like she says, she's not giving up her, the way she dressed. Um, she, you know, and she dressed like a Gothic person still. Um, but she's not going to, she's not going to change that. Um, and you know, she's not going to change the style of her music. Um, you know, so she's just she's still trying to reach where she came from, and because she's a celebrity, and because um, she's not changing certain things, certain people are saying she's she's fake. Yeah, so they're calling the baptism fake. They're calling her um, doing it for show, mocking Christianity. They were saying that she's still part of the occult, and she goes into a lot of this in this interview where she talks about she had all these New Age books, but. She had really walked away from that for some time. She talks about how faithful her parents have been as Christians and how she ran away from the home uh, when she was young as a result. And there's a lot of baggage that she's worked through with that. But her dad has been steadfast in the faith and someone that she could go to. Like, there's just some really interesting and deep things. And she even talks about how even though and here's some hope for parents um, that I think is really interesting is she talked about how um, her parents faithfulness of teaching her how to pray that when things went bad, even when she wasn't a Christian, her first thing she would do would be to pray, even though she didn't believe at that time, but she would still pray. And so I think there's something to be taught there. So Christians are second guessing her based on her looks, based on her history of being a tattoo artist and having tattoos and all this kind of stuff. And they're just basically being nasty for no real reason. It's dumb. So, as, as somebody who uh, used to do music before becoming a Christian, my, my music was dark, dark. Like I have a, a song where I committed suicide. I have a song where I kill people. I have like, I have a lot of crazy songs, songs where I do drugs, song, like it was a whole list of every dark thing you could possibly think of, right? When I became a Christian, I still made music and it, it wasn't in the same way, right? But I would still drop curses. I would still, I would say that's that's the 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 lyrics were very um, self glorifying. They were they definitely shifted from a lot of the like real negative stuff. But that was also due to like personal development and just trying to be a more positive person. And um, I, I had a different audience then. But anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole. So. It came to a point where I continued to make music and I would curse on some of my my songs and I, I started to feel like that was wrong, right? And it just, it wasn't an instant thing. It wasn't, you know, when did Kat post her um, baptism video? Three weeks ago or something? You know, it was, definitely wasn't three weeks. It was more like three, four, five, six years of me slowly changing out of the lifestyle that I used to live. And even if I wasn't living the lifestyle, it was still in my head and still uh, on my lips. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, it just took a while before I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I, I, I don't feel right putting a curse in a song. And I don't feel right talking about somebody in this way. I just, I remember there was one song that I dropped and everybody loved it. And instantly I felt convicted about it instantly and it was getting played in like stadiums and stuff and i i was instantly felt 
like like I did something wrong. And but by then it was just in full motion or too late. So, you know, her saying that she's not going to change her music. I think that given enough time and let's let's seriously give it some time, guys, let's not just like sure you put a, a, a date on it. But yep. given time, I, I guarantee you her thoughts about that will change, especially yep. if her husband becomes a Christian. Well, she did yeah. share that her music listening has changed. Yep. That she 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 also shared she's not afraid of dark. She's like I she's like I I believe in demons. I believe in these things, but I'm not afraid of it. Like I have nothing to be afraid of. So I think she has a very interesting perspective. Um, she loves punk rock music, and she's like I'm I'm still gonna sing and and love punk rock music. I, I think her desire not to change was more around the side of like I'm not all of a sudden gonna pull a 180 and become uh lauren diego and and make it on the dove awards and like she's still going to be authentically herself but i definitely even in that interview felt her sharing like just genuinely it was so nice to be able to hear her talk for a long period of time just yeah. to, to share her own life story um and you're right it sanctification is a process there's a there's a moment of sanctification that I believe happens. We we're talking about this in the chat uh, the yep. other day, um, but I, but I do believe there's a moment of something that happens that that begins in us, and it will never be completed until glory, and we have to show grace for that um, in in different believers' lives for sure. Just one final thing. I I like that she was on uh, Ali's show um, because uh, you know Ali's reformed, and whether you're reformed or not, those are you you can agree that people who are reformed they have a high view of scripture so yep, right. the fact that that's the person whose show she went on when she could have went on everybody in the world's show yes. uh, you can almost guarantee your usual suspects were reaching out to her to get her on a show so and the fact she that reached she went out to Allie. she reached out to Allie. like she that's sought awesome. her out yeah it, that's 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 comforting. Very comforting. Yeah. But yeah, well, and I think that as we have these conversations, there's times where uh, I think for Christians, we do have bad experiences with people in the world as well, where it's not just uh, Christians uh, doing bad things, but it's the world. And we want to spend some time in our conversation tonight, really the bulk of the rest of our time, having some conversations about what it's been like sharing our faith in in the world today um, and, and give some examples of that, some ways how the world has rejected us as Christians for what we believe while still telling us to be accepting of all people. Uh, and how are there maybe there's some ways that you've been surprised at people listening to what you have to say in regards to either sharing the gospel or sharing your perspective of faith on, on a topic or two. This is really just an open mic, open floor to hang out and share some stories and to give some insight into people that might be listening who are considering, how do I do this? How do I share my faith when I, when I know much of the time it might just be rejected? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think that um, while there are some instances where it's been tense when I'm having the conversation with people, in my experience, and I don't know why or, or if this is 
just just uh it's really just my experience and not many other people's experience but usually people are pretty friendly when <laughs> when i'm presenting the gospel to them the only sour encounter i had was in my college years i was talking to a girl about christ and her parents were two uh, women and so she was directly asking me if that's a sin and i was just honest and so that turned sour but for the most part when i've when i've spoke with people and i've told them who jesus was and why they need him people were like cool about it so i mean maybe you guys have totally different experience than me but i've i've had pretty good experiences so i mean i know for my (laughs) i know for myself that i i did uh, i have throughout my life done some like street ministry style stuff Mm -hmm. um but a lot of my conversations have been brought up a lot in either like interfaith dialogue stuff um so for instance when i was in college i went on an internship on penn state campus and i i had a lot of interfaith dialogues with people there um on penn state um uh, at penn state i mean and i mean also uh i go to a bookstore and the guy there's an atheist and we go back and forth about philosophy um whenever i travel um people ask me about my faith and we get into discussions comparing the faiths so like a lot of I would say I don't have sour experiences because a lot of times I go into conversations where people there are I go I talk a lot with people who are exploring who are interested in religion who are interested in philosophy and generally speaking debate disagreement uh, comparison contrasting is part of the enjoyment of the conversation so I think for me it's like I have an odd perspective um because i'm generally surrounded with people who like those conversations uh which is different when you do like street evangelism or something like uh living waters does because you're going to run to a lot of people then who aren't necessarily friendly to interfaith uh, dialogue Mm -hmm. so i think i'm in a kind of a unique position in that regard yeah so for me um I've had good and bad. Um, so um, on my prayer walks, when I go to prayer walks with my local church, um, you know, people will, you know, so I, I'm, I'm in the South. Uh, Virginia's like right on the top of the South. So I'm, I'm in the South. So everybody thinks they're Christians already. So um, when, when you, when you mentioned Christ, oh yeah, my grandmother, blah, 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 um, thinks, you know, they, so I, 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 I said the prayer or I got baptized when I was younger. Um, so they, they think they're okay. Um, so they'll, they'll give you these niceties. And, and I, I always, I always tell my Uber passengers, like, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm from, I'm from New York and they're like, well, why are you down here? And I'm like my church. And that, that, that either changes the conversation. We start talking about the Bible and church and stuff like that, or they'll either get quiet or just change the subject. Um, but what, what the one thing I do enjoy about, new york and and up north is they are blunt they are real um so like when when i invite people to church in new york no awesome great thank you for being real with me when i invite people down here yeah I'm, i'll see you on sunday 
it's been seven years. I haven't seen you yet. <laughs> so, like, people people in the South, they will lie to you to your face to just to be nice, but they ain't real. In New York, they will tell you straight up, nah, bruh, I ain't coming. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, but, like, I had great experiences. You know, like, I, I, a lot of my experiences is from either the prayer walks or from Uber. Um, I had a lot of a lot of great experiences um, sharing 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 my faith. Um, also, just from sharing Christian content in my Ubers, um, that's opened up conversations. Um, but you know, some some people um, when I drive on Sunday, sometimes some people will say, "Don't turn on religious stuff." Like, so some people are you know straight up like, "I don't want to hear religious stuff. I don't want to hear Jesus stuff." Blah blah. blah. Okay, cool. Um, but so how, how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, you know, when, when, when they, re, they reject, you feel like they're rejecting you. They're really not rejecting you. They're just rejecting your Lord. Um, you know, we're, we're called to be just witnesses. We're not saving anybody. We're just called to be witnesses, sharing our testimony, sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, it will be a springboard into, uh, sharing our faith. Um, and, and know that when we do that, the Lord is with us and the, and the Lord uh, empowers us to do so. Um, and, you know, you know, one thing that um, Kat Von D said is like she's not doing door to door, da, da, da. Um, you know, and, and like John said, it may be a time where she's and she says she's on fire for Christ. And I'm awesome. Uh, but there may be a time where she's like telling everybody about Christ. Um, it's just a matter of time. Um, and some people are gifted that way and praise God. He's gifted me that way. I, I truly just want to tell people about Jesus all the time, um, in any, any shape or form. Um, and some people are, are not gifted that way. However, we're all called to be witnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we do have to pray for boldness. Um, and if, if we are rejected, John said it clearly earlier, pray. Pray that God gives you another opportunity. Pray that seeds are planted by other people. Um, and just pray that God brings the increase. Um, and if they if they reject your message, just don't take it personal. And it's, it's hard not to take it personal, but don't take it personal. And just really pray because you were in that same boat. Like you, you, we all need to, we all need the Lord. And, um, God's going to save who he will save. It's just he's going to use his church to do that. So um, I've had very good experiences sharing the gospel. Um, and I, I mean, I've unloaded the clip. I've, I, I mean, I've had like 45-minute conversations about Jesus, the cross, the resurrection, like everything. And they're, oh, okay, cool. And they just walk away with the, from the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> <laughs> and it is what it is. I don't, I don't, see, I don't see the increase, you know. But the Lord, the mm. Lord will have His doing with them, you know. Mm. Um, and then some people, you know, they'll take a track, or you know, I'll ask them, you know, we 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 have a church on the street, we're just walking around the neighborhood praying for people. Oh no, I'm good. I don't need any prayer. All right, cool. Give them an invitation, give them a track, and just keep it moving. But we never know what the Lord is going to do with our witness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you may not be as bold and as out outspoken as, as, as the next person, but anything you do for the Lord, 
um, any small thing, whether it's inviting somebody to church or whether it's posting a, a scripture or whether it's mm-hmm. how can I pray for you? It's you never know how much that may impact that person's life. So, um, you know, when, when, and when go ahead to, to that same point, um, I love prayer walks because one of my favorite stories, and this isn't isn't my story. It's a story of a, one of the church plants in our area that does prayer walks around and on their first prayer walk, they met a guy and that guy um, asked them to pray that he'd find a woman. And that was the prayer they prayed with him. Seven years later, he walks into that church and now he's a member of that church. And, and the pastor remembers why, because he, he remembered meeting him at the, at the back of the church. The first Sunday he was there, he goes, there's a lot of nice Christian women here. And he goes, you're John. I remember you, not John (laughs) class, a different John. Um, And and it's just a testament to, I mean, you could have taken that very weirdly and been like, well, why do you want us to pray that you'd have a wife? Like, this makes no sense. We're trying to tell you the gospel and you just want to get something. But instead they, they cared for him. They loved him. And years later, he ends up at their church. So I, I think that that's exactly right. We may not see the fruit. It's great when you do, but you may not. John, I know you've got some some thoughts and, and encounters. So I just want to say that it's encouraging to hear the positive feedback that you guys get, because I think that's one of the things that, you know, I, I have a lot of people who are new believers. You know, I, I would, didn't grow up in the church, so... Therefore, I, I lived a whole life outside of the church, and a lot of my network is people who they haven't even given Christianity a thought in their life, you know, until maybe they stumble on John's video talking about Jesus again, you know. So it's it's encouraging because I have people who are believers, new believers, or and when I say new believers, some of them are new, but then others are just on the low Christians who have never dove deep into the word, never um, learned how to, you know, learn the different genres and contexts within the Bible. Like they just, they're, they're not discipled. That's, that's what I would call it, not discipled. And when you're not discipled, you're afraid to talk about something that you may not know what it is you're talking about, right? And I think that's one of the fears that holds people, um, that holds people back. So hearing from you guys that you guys get good feedback is awesome because it's it's encouraging for somebody who's a new believer to hear like, all right, I, I can talk to people about this and I, I'm going to have some good experiences, right? So that's really good. But you are going to have some questionable experiences as well. It's just a guarantee. So I think one of the things with me is I was primed for this type of stuff in sales, mm-hmm. right? Like I just, I was, um, I, I knew that sales was a numbers game. I knew that, um, you know, it was funny, you, Daryl, you're like, yo, I unloaded a whole clip and they would just, you know, they'd be like, all right, bro, thanks. It'd be the same thing with me. I think I do the best presentation in my life in, in front of a, a, a group of crowd attendees who are just like really into it and nobody buys. Right. Like, and it's, then I do a bad presentation. Absolutely horrible. I stumble all of my words. I get the information of what it is I'm actually selling incorrect. And then people, people buy right there on the spot. And it's what, that was the worst presentation ever. And there's something that I've learned is one, the, uh, 
talk to more people and do it quickly, right? And two, you cannot say the wrong thing to the right person, right? So saying something is better than saying nothing, but always say it in love. And yeah. you got to just, uh, you got to have a little bit of tough skin when it comes yeah. to this. And you don't have to look when you're sharing your faith, you don't have to get into a debate with somebody. You don't have to get into an argument with somebody. You don't have to, if they're hostile towards you wanting them to have eternal salvation, you know, lovingly walk away from the conversation. It could just be a seed that you planted. Uh, and you have to just also get to a point where you trust God more than you trust yourself with delivering mm -hmm. the message. You know, yeah. like I'm just trying to do something. Uh, I mean, everybody I meet, I may not give you a whole gospel presentation, but I'm just trying to do something mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to get in your mind, to plant a seed. And then I trust God to do the rest. Like I really trust God with people's salvation. I pray. For, there's people I pray for diligently who mm -hmm. are not saved, but I trust if anyone can save think, them, it ain't going to be me. It's going to be God. Amen. You know, Amen. so I think it also it's, comes yeah. down. I was gonna say I think also when it comes to this topic, uh, we we like it when things happen immediately. We like immediate results. Um, verse, but a lot of times I've found in my experience, uh, there's a persistency that takes place. Um, so, like for instance, I had a friend who wasn't really a Christian. Like they, they said they believed, but they you know they didn't really take their faith that all that seriously. Um, they did pretty much anything a secular person would do, sleep around, you know, stuff like that. Just, you know, live up the, live up the hedonist lifestyle and not really care about anyone or anything. Um, but we just, we, we just went, we, you know, we just hung out at school, you know, hit the gym together. Um, uh, and just, I would be open. I would, I would talk about my faith. Um, and he would, um, have questions and we'd go back and forth and I would take the time to listen to his personal life story. Like just take the time to listen to his problems and give him practical advice or whatever. And after literal years, he was like, you know, I want to go to church, like out of the blue, like just one wow. day he's like, you know, I want to go to church. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then he started going to church <laughs> with me. Um, and now he's going to another church at this point, but it was just one of those things where I was like, Year, literal years of just you know doing things together and he started going to church and taking his faith more seriously and stuff so it was just it was just very it was just a, i didn't see it happening like it seemed like it happened overnight but it was literal years of just talking about these topics i would say you being his friend was probably something that impacted him the most like you just being there not you know, judging him, but also not bending on your convictions. And um, I think that when people, we were talking about this uh, when we were waiting for donuts, of when people realize that there are people out there who are not like these weird, crazy Christians, and you can just have a conversation with mm -hmm. them, and you can be friends with somebody and not feel like you're always pushing their Jesus on them, right? So prime example is my brother's an atheist. And not only is he an atheist, but he's pretty hostile towards Christianity. Um, he had some bad experiences with the Catholic Church and uh, also, you know, other reasons. He's, he's just hostile towards Christianity. And 
he, my pastor, both of my pastors at that time went to Guatemala to, um, to marry me and Gio. Right. And they got out there a few days earlier. My, my family got out there a few days earlier and me and Gio are running around doing wedding stuff. So my pastors went and hung out with my family and one of those people being my brother. And my brother had a blast with my pastor, like loved him. And afterwards he was like, yo, uh, pastor Phil, like, I love that guy, Pastor Jim, they're awesome. You know, I was with them this, the whole time and they never once talked to me about religion. Like that's how he, that's how he said it, like, religion. They didn't talk to me about religion. He's like, they're just like regular people. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that led to my brother going to his church once. And, you know, after he went to church, he asked me a few questions about the sermon and then, you know, just went on his way. And he's become more open to like less hostile. I wouldn't say more open, but less hostile towards Christianity over the years. Also, because I'm just his brother. Uh, like, I'm right. just, I, I'm not putting him in a chokehold and, and, and telling him he's got to come with me. And then also, I'm not uh, the caricature of what Christians are made out to be in uh, the, the political sphere of like diehard Trumpers, you know, uh, boomers who uh, are waiting for the rapture to happen tomorrow and are, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I don't fit mm. that mold and I don't think anybody in here fits that mold, but people don't and know I, that people I like us to... exist. Huh? What was that LT? Oh, I also had to say, I, I, I yeah. I had to think about, um, think about like, I don't agree with the mantra when people say, uh, you know, your actions alone is going to be like your own testimony. You know, you don't like, I don't believe in that mantra alone. Like you do need to talk at some point. Um, but there is this idea that their faithfulness is definitely a testimony when accompanied with like what people know you're being faithful to. Um, mm -hmm. so I'll give you an example. Like one of my good friends, um, he told me like we were friends for a long time, but he wasn't really a strong believer early on in his life. And he actually told me that he probably would have really went down a bad path um, if it wasn't for our relationship. And he said, like, we had a lot of conversations about God. We had a lot of conversations about Christianity. And I would talk about, you know, we would talk about these things and I would be open about it. Um, but he, he made the comment to me along the lines of, like, he saw how I would live and how it was different. And he literally told me, he said, I would think to myself when making decisions, would Dylan do this? <laughs> like, and i was like <laughs> i was did like he, i don't know did he get a bracelet guideline <laughs> yeah what would dylan yeah. do he would basically be like would 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 you do this like i would that's what i would think to myself and if i thought you wouldn't then i wouldn't do it but if i thought you would then i would do it and i was like i don't know if i like that but i guess <laughs> but i guess um it goes along with like what paul said you know follow me as i follow christ that type of mentality yeah. And but yeah, he he told me like that was, it was the fact that he saw in my, my life there was something desirable and he wanted to replicate that and I would be open about my face so I knew what it was. Um and now he's a really strong believer himself and stuff, mm. really great guy, but yeah, I just have to laugh about that cuz like I'm like it was it was the way I lived that really made a difference in him and I was open about what I believed. It wasn't I wasn't just living it. I was also talking about it, but yeah. Well, we we yeah. do have a uh, question in the chat. Uh, from Bible Dingers, but 
like he ignored my super chat on your live stream. I'm ignoring his question here on this. <laughs> yeah, one. let's ignore it. We're not we're uh, not done with this conversation yet. No, no. Uh, <laughs> so let me. I, I, I just want to jump in real quick in case there's any believer, like new believers, who are are wondering how to share their faith, what what to do, or if they're afraid of a conversation that might happen after they share their faith. I think that, uh, and this is not like a shameless plug on the. Uh, beginner's Bible study, but it kind of is because I think that when you know more about what it is you believe, it's you have more confidence in sharing that with other people, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that the many people have, have been like Christian coasters, like they've just coasted in their Christianity for so long that they don't even really know how to talk to people about their faith beyond like the, the, regular yeah you know I, I believe in jesus and you know it's just my personal thing it's that you know like they don't know how to go beyond that when somebody starts asking them questions and i think that it's important to learn learn the basics learn why you believe what you believe mm -hmm. ask yourself do i really believe this or am i just mm -hmm. doing this because i grew up in it and have i looked into what the bible actually says do i know how to read the bible uh, and this isn't to like throw lumps of legalism and work on top of you. It's just to, if you have the desire to share your faith with others, equip yourself in order to do so, to be able to have conversations with people who disagree with you. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I, I really suggest whether you're in paying attention to the Bible study that I'm doing, or you just get plugged into it. That's another thing too. Plugging into a local church. I think that, sir, Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of the people who have difficulty sharing their faith, they're not plugged into a local church. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's tough sometimes to find a, a good church. It, it can be. There was uh, something that Doreen Virtue said to me. She was like, you know, if you can't find a good church in your area, move. I was like, <laughs> word. Yeah. Or you know, eight like, hours away. So, yeah. You know? Or start one in your so, area. I would say you've got to... You got to do your, if this is something that you're feeling called to do, to share this with people, get plugged into a local church and equip yourself in order to do so. And also don't like, don't put this whole expectation on yourself where if you share this with somebody and they reject you that, oh my gosh, now they're going to burn in hell for eternity and all like, like, look. Share, trust God to finish the work that he may be using you to help start. Right. Like just just trust him to finish it. God is way better at this than we are. So the fact that he even allows us to participate in his plan of salvation for others is just mind blowing to me. Uh, so just just go for it. And if you get shot down, whatever, go Do for it again. it again. Go for it again. Hey, You'll get better. And go better ahead, as you, go. you got you got. So I go. keep so I, I'm, I'm thinking about something you made a comment about there, John, about knowing more about your faith and stuff. So. I know for myself, something I wrestle with currently, I still deal with it, but also definitely wrestled with a lot in the past as well, is feeling like I never know enough and therefore the fear of never knowing enough that I don't have enough to share. Um, so I fall into this trap that it might be shocking for what I do. It might be shocking. I don't really like debate. Uh, I should say hostile debate. Um, I, don't, I like conversations about topics of religion and stuff, and I like going back and forth. 
But the reason why I like interfaith dialogue is because it's not hostile debate. <laughs> it's generally more friendly conversations uh, where we can agree to disagree sometimes. But it's one of those things where I know for myself, I, I study a lot. I read a lot. I listen to a lot. And I've studied apologetics after apologetics after apologetics. And it got to the point where I knew a lot, but I felt so insufficient. I felt so insecure that I'm still going to get things wrong. I'm going to say the wrong thing. What if, you know, and I was just, I'm, I was just filled with fear. And I kept reading more and more and more and studying more and more. And it didn't get better. It just kept getting, it, 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 it stayed the same. So I guess, I, I think I'm asking for myself as much as anyone else. Like, how does one address that? Whether like they are studying, they do know a lot, but they still wrestle with that fear or they feel so, like they don't know enough. Can I give a resource that I think really helps with a lot? I recommend this to a lot of folks. I've had it queued up, so I was ready to roll. Um, but this book by Greg Kokel, I think really it it's not about winning arguments. It's about learning how to ask good questions. And that's the whole book is simply about learning to listen to what people are saying, their objections or their pushback and asking good questions because a lot of times Christians go into a conversation or a, or a setup or whatever it might be. And, and they're trying to win someone. They're trying to convince them of the gospel. Um, Greg in his book is all about wanting the person to leave the conversation and go, that was a good conversation, much like what happened right here with Lou. Lou said he ran into, um, uh, wait, no, here's the one I want to pull up. He said, uh, was at a college campus yesterday and a very bright, friendly young man came to me and shared his faith in Christ in a respectful way. He impressed me and I could see his faith shining through. Like there, there's a genuineness. And so they both, he continues in the chat. You can see it there. Um, he, leaving feeling good about the conversation. And I think so many Christians are concerned and worried about getting on a hot topic issue. Kind of like what Ryan had said, he got into a situation where, well, the issue is right in front of you and you can't quite run away from it at that point. Um, but how are you going to have a conversation and how are you going to ask good questions about that? Uh, that's a lot of what I've had to do because usually what happens in a conversation, when I get into conversations with strangers, they shut down. Because eventually it gets to, well, what do you do? And I'm a pastor. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, never mind. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Or then they apologize for cursing earlier in the conversation. And I'm like, you don't have to worry about that. Um, it's kind of silly. Uh, I'm not holding you to that standard because uh, you clearly don't care. But I, I think that learning, and I'm not always good at this. I'm better at talking oftentimes than I am at listening and asking questions. And so for me, this book was very helpful to ask better questions. Because most of my interactions have actually been positive with people, except when you get online. Every interaction oh, yeah. online mm. is is more than often not very positive. Christian and Christian. More intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we've talked <laughs> so, about that a little bit. But yeah, you had some thoughts, John. Go for it. Well, just to um, you know piggyback off of what LT was saying, asking, uh, we – I call that like paralysis of over analysis, right? When, when you have all of these things in your mind and especially you, you're like me in a way LT and where I, I just, I'm going to listen to every argument and counter argument and the counter argument to that counter argument. And I just, I, I end up down these rabbit holes of like philosophical debate and debating scripture and debating the Quran and debate. Like I, I go down these rabbit holes 
And that can psych you out into thinking that you're going to all of a sudden bump into a William Lane Craig and you, you know, not have any idea how to, how to navigate this situation. But that's, <laughs> that's just us in our heads. You know what I mean? Sure. Like the most people we meet never think too deeply into this. I remember I was working in a deli um, at uh, I miss one delis. of like the lowest. Huh? I miss I miss delis. That's, yeah, that's the good. Worst this was a good one. Froggy's Deli's in Soma. I only York. worked there about like six months, but it was incredible. Um, so anyway, <laughs> one of the owners is an atheist. Mm. And he found out that I was a Christian. And he was, he would be like, so friendly conversation. But he would be like, so what do you, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Well, why, why do you believe in this? What about all these other religions? Blah, blah, blah. And because I've studied apologetics, like I had simple answers to his questions. One of them was like the beginning of the universe. I'm like, you, do you really believe that it just came out of nothing? Like space, time and matter came. And so after a few conversations, he's like, you know what? You, you know, you're an intellectual, right? Like this is what he says to me. You know, you're an intellectual, right? Like you're not just like a regular uh, Christian. You're, you're like an intellectual. You know this stuff. Like you, you really do. And it, it's, it's they they don't run into people who know as much mm. stuff as you know some of you here are on so lt i i would not psych yourself out into you know thinking so much into it you know you're you're usually not going to run in, into people who are like uh you know uh, uh, a uh, richard dawkins who or a uh, um and all, all his stuff is pretty rhetorical anyway so it, it's just yeah i mean you're you're, yeah. you're not gonna I mean, so I, I funny story, not that long ago, I did a little lesson for this. Like, so I was a, a church reached out to me to do a, um, a lesson introduction to apologetics for their youth group. And being the guy I am never, I never did this before. This is my first time. So I, I create a presentation, everything. Um, and I was preparing for the questions I was going to get. And me being dumb, I studied like, you know, the actual like, you know, cosmological argument and stuff like refreshing my memory on these things. Um, and then the questions I got were all high schooler questions I should have expected. Like, so if my friend is like doing drugs, what should I do? <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I studied, I studied apologetics for, I, I made, created this presentation, did an introduction, all that stuff. And the questions I was preparing for were all philosophical and I got like no philosophical questions. They're all just like practicals. Like, well, if I have a friend who, you know, curses occasionally, what do I do? And I was like, wow, I don't even know what I was preparing for. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of going back to what John said about, um, you know, and even LT, like um, being, being connected to a local church, um, especially as a new believer, get connected to a, a good biblical Jesus centered gospel preaching local church. Um, if you need help, reach out to us. We, we, we got you, please, please reach out to us. We definitely got you. Um, but it's, it's being a part of a good local church. Um, and then also it, as you're a part of that local church, seeing who's gifted in evangelism and then watch them do ministry with them. Um, and you just may be like, I had um, some youth walk with me on a prayer walk two weeks ago and they, they watch me just walk up to people, hand them invites, hand them tracks, things like that. And then 
I said, now you go do it. And literally he handed them an invite and just told them about the church. And he was like, I didn't know it was going to be that easy. I was just like, yeah, it's just, he's like, I, I, I thought in the back of my mind, like people are going to be hostile toward me. So, so get connected to a good local church, find out who, who's, who's gifted in speaking to people about Christ or who wants to speak to people about Christ. And then just, just watch them do ministry with mm-hmm. them. And you, you may not have to do anything. Just, just, just go with them, do, do, do stuff with them. And it, like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Uh, and you know, that, that person's evangelism may rub off on you. And you like, like a youth said to me, like, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be that easy. Um, I, I, I thought it was going to be completely different. I'm just like, just, just, just go, just go for it. So you something know? we're doing right now in our, uh, youth ministry, we re we re set our entire perspective on how we're teaching the students because We've been trying for a while to get them to share their faith with their friends. And a lot of them, for young people, it's really hard. It, it's a little bit different uh, for us old folks. It's easier for young folks like LT um, who are uh, in different categories of age. I'm technically a geriatric millennial. I hate that term, but that is what it is. Uh, and so for young people, trying to help them because while – while we have shared some experiences, oftentimes uh, among the younger generation, it can be very quick to lump you into a certain political crowd or a certain perspective, and immediately you're that. And so what we've started doing is something called a love Bible, where for the whole year, they're highlighting specific verses. We're walking through the core foundations of the Bible. Uh, we're about, I don't know, a third of the way through. And when they're done with this, the goal is for them to go give this Bible to someone and say, hey, I've done this work in this Bible. I'd love to give it to you as a gift that you can go and read it. And even I would love to read it with you, right? So it's an invitation to a relationship, not so much a, hey, uh, you need to present the gospel to this person right now. And they then you need to baptize them right there. And then you can celebrate with the angels in heaven that they're saved, right? Like that's sometimes uh, an, an uncharacteristic p- perspective people have of sharing the gospel um, but sometimes it looks like faithful relationship over years and years um, of just being in someone's life and sharing that with them. We got some good comments in the chat. I wanted to hit um, as we're we're chatting because I think there's some some gold in here. Uh, Danil yeah. said, "When I was well studied on apologetics, I only ever used that knowledge to argue with people via Facebook comments. LOL. But isn't that what we all do in our first year of Bible college?" Yeah, sometimes you know enough to be dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> just a, and uh, Ray says my mother-in-law's motto: "If God calls me to share the gospel, it doesn't matter to me how they react. My job is being obedient to Christ. God handles the rest." Amen. Amen. And uh, continued said she was always loving in her approach. She just never cared if they were upset or put off by her. She never felt embarrassed or ashamed. She was lovely, a lovely God-fearing woman. Um, Jerome, welcome. I think it's important to not be. I think it's important to not be ashamed because if you truly love the person that you're talking to, then what you want for them is to know Christ. It's not just some sort of numbers game because you want yeah. the biggest church in town or something like that. And you want to get some big posse from the neighborhood. 
it's it's it truly comes from a heart of love for that person and so yeah. it should feel genuine and i think that you guys mentioned a couple times about you know taking it as some sort of failure if you don't see results right then and there i think it is important to not feel as if it's some sort of personal failure if people don't come to christ immediately because even jesus when he was instructing the disciples to go into the neighboring town he said if they reject you then just the brush shoes. the dirt off your sandals and, and continue yeah. on mm -hmm. yeah. and they're not rejecting you they're rejecting christ and if if that's their choice and that's their choice and that's their choice <laughs> yeah and uh lou puts a good question in here uh i think i think this is a good one to talk about sorry i keep covering up your face john but i got nowhere else to put this uh we'll go like that there we go um eh, 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 there we go uh you guys seem to be genuine nice guys that is always good do you see christians that just act horrendous to someone like me uh, i experienced both types always respect someone who is genuine and decent and a few other comments in here uh similarly so i think that i we cannot speak for nor represent all christians uh, earlier right. in the stream uh if you weren't here we denounced the ways that many christians were acting towards Kat Von D. Um, and, and we've talked at a lot of different times how Christians acting online particularly has, yeah. has been a problem and, and a problem for Christianity and in how they represent Christ. My hope is that you would not engage with a Christian um, of any denomination or any background who would look at you as less than a human being who they desire to care for and love. Uh, and by loving, they might share the gospel. Uh, by loving, they might show you hospitality. By loving, they might invite you to come to church. That's not them trying to do something mean. Um, now, are there going to be Christians who might uh, want to be argumentative? Sure, there are. Um, but hopefully you've seen that that's not us. That's not our goal. That's not our hope. That's not my approach to uh, apologetics or even evangelism. I think it's just more about, hey, I, I'm going to share with you what I believe to be true and what I've seen to be true. And if you agree with me, great. If you don't, that's okay. Uh, the way that most Christians believe um, would be that the Holy Spirit is at work before we show up. So I don't have to do the work. Um, and that's why yeah. I presented a book like Greg Kokel's Tactics, which is more about having good conversation than it is necessarily about winning an argument. I think too many people get into winning arguments. So you could engage a Christian who's trying to just win an argument and then go back home to his buddies and be like, yeah, I slayed all these atheists on the street today. And yeah, yeah that there are people like that, unfortunately, but hopefully those are few and far between. Yeah. It's corny. Uh, like people who it's like you, you win an argument, lose a soul. Like what, what is, what are we doing here? Uh, so Brooklyn blew the skeptic. I actually, um, I connected with him on some of my videos and he was giving me some pushback, right, uh, in, in the comments. And he, he gave it in, in a respectable way. And so I engaged in a respectable way. And because of that, we've become like online friends. And, you know, I would love for Brooklyn Lou to become a believer and, and quote unquote, be part of the team. But I, I enjoy also the pushback that he gives because when you receive pushback on, on your faith, it can help you um, dig into questions you may not have even thought of before, right? And you can, you can 
in, in digging into many of the questions that some of my atheist friends have posed to me when I've dug into them and, and found the answers, I had more faith than I did prior to the engagement. And I think that Christians can be trash in their approach. I have definitely been trash in the past. 100% I have, uh, you know, when you think you're right, sometimes you just come across like you think you're right and you're wrong. And if you don't believe what I believe, you're stupid, right? And that's just, that's not a good way to get somebody to agree with you or to just be cordial with you. Now, there are some people who you as a Christian, you'll engage with, and it doesn't matter how nice you are, doesn't matter how kind you are, um, doesn't matter how much you care about this person and, and want to love on them and help them. If you, if you, you could buy them a house and they'd still hate you, right? Like it's just the way that some people are. Don't let that affect you. Like just go on to somebody else. You'll, you'll bump into a, a Brooklyn Lou who is kind and receptive to, uh, to even hearing about things he disagrees with. So there and, are, yeah, go for it. And I, well, I think it's also important for people in any group, whether that be a religious, ideological, political group, think about the people that would fit into your camp. Do you think everyone in your camp represents who you are personally? So like there are Christians out there who are going to be either a, they call themselves Christians, but don't really live like Christians or, you know, they call themselves Christians, but they're jerks or whatever. Um, same thing's true for people who are in any other religion or group. They're going to have people in those groups that are jerks and they identify with the same religion or, or group you identify with. It's, it comes with any sort of large group. It comes with any sort of large religion. Um, there's going to be bad apples. There's going to be good apples. And I think that's just considering that alone um, should help prevent people from trying to categorize everyone into this one big bubble of like, well, I experienced this with a couple of believers, so therefore every Christian must be like this or something like that. I would say that uh, not every Christian is a uh, is a Christian nationalist, uh, and not every atheist is a Stalin. You know what I mean? Like it's just there. There's spectrum of people in every worldview. Well, and, and I think back to the point I said before is, unfortunately, I think the Internet has not uh, brought this to a better conversation because all we see is either debate or disagreement or fight. Yeah. When in reality, when in when in reality, you actually sit down with someone like I, I mentioned early on, I haven't had a chance to play hockey in a while, but when I was playing ice hockey, like I'm in a locker room with so many different people of different backgrounds and beliefs and, and they all know I'm a pastor cause it says so in the back of my Jersey and I'm, I'm unapologetic about that. Um, and I don't care if they curse, I'm not going to stop them. But at the same time, like it, we could all be friends because we could just be in relationship. I think when you get into the real world and you build relationship with people, as opposed to you look at people as a notch on your belt to try to win for Jesus or a notch on your belt to I stomped on another Christian, right? I, I think when we look at it from that perspective, as some people can, um, particularly online, then when we carry that into the real world, that I think becomes a problem. But if we 
step outside of the social media bubble for a moment where everyone has trash takes on Twitter and they're angry at each other. And most things in comment sections on TikTok are just hot garbage. Uh, we can at least probably realize, oh, you, normal human beings are more rational and actually probably easier to engage than people behind a keyboard. And it's yeah. just been my experience. Yeah, keyboard warriors. I mean, if people literally had, if if the comment section was a large hall and everybody had to get on camera to say their comment, how many comments would be said? If 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 all these all the nine people you know was actually on camera, like you know they would it it would be more of a conversation rather than you know the the your your thumb wars and and keyboard warriors like literally if people were to not be able to comment on videos and literally had to leave a video response <laughs> like how how many comments really would be said and then and and but but if they were in an open forum not just i'm going to leave a comment and bounce you know what I'm saying? No, I'm a, I'm gonna leave a comment and and then you're gonna respond to me. A lot of these comments would not be said. <laughs> a lot right. of these comments would not be said. So, I I say that uh, in person, most people pretend to be something that they're not. In the comment section, they show you who they really are. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because because it is, there's there's no it would be another response via comment. It wouldn't be a face-to-face. -face. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't, because the face-to-face, as adults, we have a filter. Nehemiah, sometimes he's gonna be eight in two days. Like, he, you know, him and his friends would just say how they feel, or you know what I'm saying? Like, just say what it is. As adults, we're gonna hide behind the keyboard and really say how we feel. But if you were in person, you were like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" Blah blah blah. blah. But you just said X Y Z about me. What's really good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's a whole whole different story. Like if comment sections was turned off and people had to talk face to face and say how they really feel. It would, I think it, it wouldn't be as ugly as it is because these past, this past month has just been stupid. Like Matt always says, Christian YouTube is, is what is it, dumpster fire? Like it's just, it's, it's, it's just crazy how, you know, the whole conversation, you know, the past few weeks just been going on and it's like, just really sit down and talk to each other, you know? So shouts out to the Bible dingers for having that conversation. Like, you know, they, it was a good conversation. They may have disagreed, but they're not in the comment section saying, Oh, you're lost. Oh, you're lost. No, they're just, they're really talking it out. Though. I would say though, even in, in situations like that, where there's a camera involved, I still think, like, I, I enjoyed that conversation particularly, but I still think people were talking past each other and not listening. Um, yeah. Because you're on camera, you're still trying to do something. So so I, I guess for you, Christians listening and non-Christians listening, I, I think that the hope and, and I, I would hope that everyone can approach your next conversation, either with a Christian or with a non-Christian, 
with the hopefulness that it's going to be a good conversation. Um, And hopefully it is. And hopefully it is. And if it's not, well, send them our way. We'll set them straight. But (laughs) (laughs) it's it's it can be hard and and especially can be hard, I think, with family. Um, And we're getting to that time around or Thanksgiving where you'll be sitting around a table and maybe having conversations about politics and about religion. And even though families say that those things are off limits, but that's all that really ever gets talked about anyway. Um, remember, it's not about winning arguments. It's about winning people. And the only way you can do that is by showing the grace and respect that you would want to be shown. Um, and that might mean being quiet and listening. So go pick up Greg Kokel's book. He's not a sponsor. He should be, but um, it'll help you with that. <clears throat> other other thoughts. Um, we got some good conversation in the chat. Um, I appreciate a bunch of you, Ed, being here, Jerome being here. Thanks for giving some of your thoughts. We appreciate it. Um, we really do want to engage the best that we can. Uh, Lou just commented. I'll throw it up there. Uh, you guys are just talking now, and it is real. I watch people acting on camera, and most of the time, it's so boring. Well, thank you. Uh, this is what happens when we just. Let me tell you something, script. Brooklyn Lou. All these guys are acting. Once this, once the stream turns off, these dudes are just the most horrible dudes that you would ever meet. <laughs> he's joking. Please don't love. Don't listen he's to joking. Ryan. He's he's full on so much Puerto Rican food and. <laughs> there he got put back in the green room. They're, they're, they're silenced. No, I'm just take, them, take them out. Yeah. That's what you get Ryan for spreading rumors and gossip. Even though I did it while John was defending us. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I know you oh, cut off John. I was like, well, that's poor timing. Christ, man. Oh, man. I am the second best host, not the first best. So is what it is. Yeah, you've been demoted. That's fine. I'll humbly accept my demotion. But hey, Lou, I, I, we appreciate that because um, that's been our whole goal. And if we're being honest, this this banter, this conversation is a lot of what our group chats are like, a lot of what yeah. our chats are back and forth. Um, yep. We'll go a little bit harder in the group chat sometimes because we know that we can. Um, but Yeah, the group chats, I, I, I always tell brothers like, we, we literally just need to have a live stream reading the chat because like they they be going hard in the paint. They be going hard in the paint. That's what I'm saying, bro. These are just terrible people, bro. Just <laughs> awful the things that they say to each other. It's sick. It's it, but I mean we, we we be having some real real conversations and you know, we're we're and uh, you know, why Jesus Network, we're all brothers in Christ. Um, and we, we believe on the core things, the essential things all of us do. Um, but like secondary tertiary things, we, they, I mean, they be going in and like, sometimes (laughs) if we we can read like one thread, like amazing conversation, amazing life, if we can just read one of the threads about a lot of stuff. I don't even think, you know, I don't even think it's the whole chat. I think it's mostly, you know, like the Bible dingers, Matt and Jeremy, just going back and forth about theology the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Let's do it. That's one of them. Not right now. It's too late. We'll save that one for next week. Nick's not here. Nick has to be here. Yeah, we got to get the whole squad in on that one. There'll be a lot of round one fights in that. I'll make sure I have round two, round three ready to roll. (laughs) (laughs) If you have those three ready to roll. Yeah, if you have (laughs) those. 
if you have those ready to roll, we'll you'll be back up, back promoted to number one. <laughs> We're gonna need to have you and LT fight for best host. These guns, man, don't mess with me. I know LT be doing like deadlifts and everything, so I don't know. Yeah, but you, dude, but Jeremy plays hockey. Jeremy saw me in the flesh. He's scared of me now. <laughs> I'll just I'll send my five nah, year old after you. Yeah, She's you drink crazy. juice in the morning, LT. Like you, you drink juice. So like, I'm just drink black juice. coffee. We so want a Capri Sun with your breakfast. You know. <laughs> you know. There's only one way to get ripped, and that's through juice. That's all I gotta say, man. <laughs> Jesus juice. Bro, he was talking about orange juice, bro. <laughs> oh, new scandal. New scandal. Wow, incredible. <laughs> all right, I think it's time we wrap this up. We, we're, we... <laughs> what are you talking about? It's getting good now. Now we're off script. Yeah, right? We're off script. This is the. This is the. If you want to see the rest of this video, go to Patreon. But that's what that's what this part of the video is. <laughs> but no uh any any last thoughts comments ideas things coming up that you want to plug real quick before we hop off yes i uh, just want to plug the beginner's bible study we already did day day one uh that was going through how we got the bible uh it was a real basic one like i could have went a lot deeper into it um, into like why, you know, Protestants have this Bible. Why does the Catholic Bible have the Apocrypha? Like I didn't go through all mm -hmm. of that. I just mm -hmm. got, uh, went through why, uh, how did we get the Bible that we have? Is it reliable? Mm -hmm. um, and then this Thursday we're doing genres and context and, you know, combining that into having a good hermeneutic when reading the Bible. People don't even know what a hermeneutic is. It'd be like, who's that? You know? Yeah. Like, Herman. What is that? Doctor. You know, Dr. Hermeneutics. Um, Hermeneutics. Uh, but we're not going to arm wrestle, guys. We're not going to arm wrestle. But yeah, so we're going to be going through that. And I, I really, like, not to hype this up, but I went through, like, the lesson plan. I really think this is going to be good for a lot of people and help them. We do a Jeremiah 29-11 study. So... Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely give it a, give it a shameless plug. So please, yes, please, please make sure um, if you are a beginner or if you just want to get, go more into the. <laughs> Jerome got that one. Jerome yeah. got that one. When, yeah. oh, we got to read yeah. it for the, uh, for the, oh, for um, the... the listeners on Spotify. He said, when you said how we got the Bible, I thought you didn't just buy one in a shop. Jerome's in on this on this level of the conversation right now. Yeah, he's he gets it. He gets it. What he's we need to do it. right now is have Ryan and John arm wrestle, and if and based on who wins, the live stream will go on for another hour. <laughs> we need to set some that challenges. Sounds like, it sounds I think like no matter who wins, we that. should go on for another hour. <laughs> I don't know. I got Bible um, study in the I morning, could, fellas. We got to wrap this could up. I well, I appreciate you for having me on tonight. Can I make a request to our viewers and listeners? The three that are left, go for it. Uh, two of them are me and John. <laughs> <laughs> so, viewers, listen up. <laughs>
No, I just opened mine. I swear, I just opened mine. <laughs> uh, listen, it. help us put some pressure on some people. We're trying to get some more debates. And uh, so help us put some pressure on Alex Pagani and Sam Storms and James White. Careful Call on the Pagani. Out, tell he'll, him to come he'll, on Bible Dingers. He'll, he'll pop out the band hammer. I think he, he'll, he'll copyright strike this video just for us mentioning his name. Tell him to come through, bro. <laughs> copyright strike us so I can have his email address. <laughs> and that's the show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching this episode of the Why Jesus Podcast. Make sure you click that bell for notifications so you don't miss the next time we go live and answer the most important question, Why Jesus? We'll see you live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Until next time, peace.